0: Hi, I'm P, and this is my podcast. it's my podcast I forgot the name of it that's fine but we're with Lacey Free the amazing projector who truly sees people in their beauty and describes it in a way that is so delicious and just knows so much and I'm so excited to talk to you today about sex (laughs) yay my favorite topic so we had a what were you gonna say
1: I was just saying it's one of my favorite topics, but I'm like in all such awe of you all the time that I'm like nervous to do this podcast. And I really thought I wasn't nervous to do podcasts anymore, but I just to me you're such a star and you shine so bright. I feel like (laughs) giddy talking to you.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm happy you're getting talking to me. Yeah. It's hilarious. So the sun, like, is literally reflecting off a window, and like, as you said that, the sun was like shining directly on me, and I'm like, I'm not a star, and the sun was like, <laughs> oh.
1: And the sun is like reflecting off of you right now and you're literally beaming it's
0: beautiful you're beaming with this rainbow these colors coming through i'm I'm literally like in a cave i'm in a dark dwarf
1: magical cave but it's very different than the glowing i'm seeing from you right now there's snow oh snow yeah, so much so where I am right now. It's been a frigid,
0: frigid week. I'm excited to talk to you about weather at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about weather really quick because I have this theory that sometimes, depending on the mood that I'm in, where I live, the sky is bluer and the like the, where it's just warmer like depending on my mood So like right now I'm yes. in Atlanta, it snowed one time and it's because I don't want it to snow and it just like it, it like I don't want it to snow and so it hasn't snowed oh my god in <laughs> Atlanta 55 degrees here because I'm like I'm and I also I told my partner because he was like we should have like he's like I hope we have like a longer winter and I'm like no I'm done yeah. And I think I said that about like two weeks ago and it started getting warmer and warmer. He's like, this doesn't make sense because everywhere is getting colder. And I'm like, because I said I was done. I don't want to do this anymore. I've had enough. I um, love that. <laughs> and
1: I just I so think um, we have more superpowers than we're privy to. And I think we're going to learn that we are way more connected to the weather than we're consciously aware of. And I think like indigenous communities have always known that, like with the rain dance and the worship of the weather. But I don't want to say like we have control over weather because I don't think it's like control. But I think the weather itself is like god or a reflection of god yes and we are gods and are, or a reflection of god so it's more like an integrated relationship with the weather
0: yeah and i like, feel like the more aware you are of self the more the weather will reflect you you totally um, at least that's that's how it seems to be Happening in my life.
1: Yeah, I feel like other people have like more magic in certain areas. And I think some people are kind of like weather gods and they like speak through the weather and the weather Mm. speaks through them. Fun. Yeah. Very fun. But that's literally what I wanted to talk to you about on my podcast. So we're going to go deeper okay. into that. Okay. So we'll do it.
0: We'll talk more uh, because we have so many questions. We have too many questions that I'm not going to get through all of them because I like to keep my podcasts short. Yeah. And there's, I think this is the most questions that I've ever gotten ever. Like, on i was anything. scared you weren't going to get any questions. I was like, Oh, this is hot, <laughs> but it's fine. It's cool. We'll, we'll do it. And in, in all honesty, I feel like you're, I'm going to kind of like hand you the controls for most of this, because I feel like you have words for things and like ways of actually telling people how to do things that I don't have. So I'm excited to like pull this and, and dance with you on this. So the first question, it says, both of you are so wonderful, so healing. So there's, there's that, but they asked how to find a balance between embracing sexuality and being emotionally vulnerable.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's about tapping into the emotional vulnerability within self first. So I don't, sex is incredibly emotionally vulnerable, even if we're not treating it as if it is so yep. we're we're opening up all of our chakras to have sex we're opening up Ooh. the portals in our body to have sex but i think the emotional vulnerability starts with can you be vulnerable on your own masturbating first can you truly the be vulnerable touching your own body and a lot of people who suffer from trauma um, I don't like to say a lot of people suffer from trauma. I hate how I word things sometimes. But trauma can make it so that we don't know how to be vulnerable within our own skin. Mm-hmm. And that touch can be really scary. Even yep. if we're not consciously aware that it's scary, um, our heart rate goes up, even just us touching our own heart chakra or our own breasts or yeah. our like, genitals. So I don't think we always realize how much we're affecting our own physicality and our own energy. So I recommend just like warming oils um, like grapeseed oil or almond oil Mm. and putting some like different essential oils in it and gently massaging different parts of your body and being consciously aware of what emotions show up. When you're touching different parts of your body, um, sometimes when we touch our throat, our throat is the place between our heart chakra and our mind. And sometimes that can bring up like old tension or frustration. And other times, people can touch their throat and you see tears swell up. So I think first it's connecting to the emotional vulnerability within yourself and then choosing a partner who can sit in the vulnerability with you. It usually starts with sitting in
0: silence before you have sex. Oh, I don't know. That was, that
1: was like a lot of answers. In one, so.
0: That was beautiful. I'm, I have nothing to add to that because I, I don't even know how to answer that question because yeah, it's, for me... Oh, what were you saying?
1: It's just such a, sorry I interrupted you, but it's just such a good question. But I think it's a question that encompasses all the questions. Because we have to be vulnerable first to get into the sex magic or to the intimacy.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's funny because like this is something that I learned, especially with my my the partner before my current partner and then my current partner I realized like how vulnerability completely changes the experience and I also realized that I wasn't being vulnerable and I thought I was and it's actually a thing that like I have to choose to turn on every time like it's not just a natural I'm I just know I'm gonna be vulnerable with you I have to like I'm like oh we're being vulnerable now okay and i'm like okay and then yeah so yeah and I, and I think like it's the wording of finding a balance between embracing sexuality and being vulnerable i don't i think that's what confuses my head is because i'm like what there's no balance it's the same thing i guess to me that's how i'm perceiving um yeah it.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I think vulnerability just can also look so many different ways. Um, but I think we associate vulnerability with being submissive.
0: Interesting. And,
1: and you can actually practice vulnerability, if you desire, with being more dominant, more strong, more aggressive in bed, more demanding mm-hmm. of your own pleasure. That takes a level of vulnerability to be dominant, too. So it does. It does. It's whatever you want. If you want to tap into being more submissive or more dominant, they still come with their own level of vulnerability. But I think sometimes we go into sex mode, which can be really robotic. Yeah. We're not tapped into our own pleasure, our own desire, our own wants. I think vulnerability is being able to say this is what I want and knowing that that person may say no or reject you or not want that also, but still asking and knowing you deserve that pleasure.
0: Yeah. And I actually I want to kind of talk about that sex mode thing because I don't know if it's just a me thing or because I have a I think everyone's sexuality is strange, but I'm thinking about like the way that I'm attracted to people, for instance, my attraction I for a long time I thought I was just asexual. When really I had this thing where, like, to me everyone is kind of attractive, and so it's it's almost like the opposite. No, it's not the opposite. But I can like choose to be attracted to a person. Like it's I don't know. It's it's like it's like a thing that like I have to like get into my body about and thinking about like sex mode. For me, being turned on isn't sexy in the way that people talk about sex it's a very I'm trying to find words words are very hard for me it feels like eating it feels like like a need is being met it's not sexy to have sex for me if that makes any sense it's like not like it's like my body is doing something that it needs to do and I don't know
1: yeah, is it ever sexy for you? Or does it always feel just sort of like this human interaction?
0: I don't think it's ever really sexy for me. Well, most yeah. things aren't sexy for me. Yeah, like sometimes like for moments when I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I'm like, "Who sexy. And then it turns off and I'm like, I'm just a human being, being a being with skin and bones. <laughs> and it's, it's hard for me to think about like, Sexy, th- I don't sexualize things. I think that's what it is. And I, I, it's very hard for me to do that. And so, even sex is not sexualized for me. It's like my body is needing this thing to happen. And so, it's happening. And it feels great.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think a lot of us feel that way. Like, I hear a lot in my readings of people who went through a period of time wondering if they were asexual because they don't see sex the way like media has betrayed mm-hmm. sex or the way mm-hmm. society has and so then they think either A, they're not sexy or B, they don't think anyone else is sexy yeah. or that something's missing in the interaction when really I think those are the souls who just weren't completely brainwashed by our society not that you're completely mm-hmm. brainwashed if you you know think things are sexy but I think we don't really understand what sexy is fully and I don't want to say what it is but to me sexy is like a form of worship and getting to the core of our bodies and our souls so like sex the union of sex is like you're exchanging parts of your dna with each other you're exchanging your energy fields with each other so it's very like um to yoke like uh, yoga means to yoke and I see, like, the union of sex is, like, yoking with another energy. Yeah. And to me, like, it's so funny because I, I like, do sexualize things. I definitely sexualize myself. Like, I over-sexualize myself. And in a way, it's sort of like um, a character attribute and a defense mechanism. So I just, like... Mm. I when I grew up, everybody would I like got boobs overnight and they're not even like that big now. They're like size C, but I got them when I was so small. So they were like shocking to everyone. And at school, girls would like roll up toilet paper and throw it at me and like watch me in the gym after like basketball and they would all watch me get undressed to see if my boobs were real and they would be like throwing at me in the locker room so there was this like fear over like being curvy or voluptuous in ways and so I just felt like I'm going to overly show my boobs. I'm going to overly show my body as my way of exploring art within myself. So sometimes I think I look more sexual than I actually feel. Interesting. And there's been times where I don't feel physically attracted to anyone either but then i find when i like deeply fall in love with someone no matter what they look like once i get to this point of falling in love with them they become like so fucking sexy to me and i'm just like oh my god you are the most sexually attractive, beautiful <laughs> being and when I like feel that like love it's very rare that I'm even like attracted to other people when I'm like feeling that union because it's like alert something internal where I see them as that sexy version that we've been taught about as sex where yeah. When we were just friends and kicking it,
0: I didn't wouldn't necessarily tell mm. you that was the sexiest person. So interesting, yeah. And I, that's really cause, so, huh, because so because like I'm a, I'm a Scorpio, and I like the idea of sexuality. I feel like it's a beautiful thing, but for me, it's because everything is sex. Like I'm like sex is this, and that's what everything is. Like that's just what my I'm, Everything is sex. <laughs> and
1: yeah. So. Like, like you're, you're putting your hand through a circle, right? You're saying everything's like, oh this. yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, that's like, everything's a portal. There's
0: like, yes, yes.
1: And we're yes. constantly going in and out of others realities and worlds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think like sex is like, truly, if you're doing it with a partner, it's like, explore my portal. Let's go into yes. my portal. And this isn't even just like straight sex or whatever. It, everybody has different portals. Our mouth yes. is a portal. Mm-hmm. Um, we have just multiple portals throughout our mm-hmm. body. So it's it's really just a dance of come in my portal
0: or I'll come yeah. in your portal. Or, yes. Yeah. Enter and transform in this space. That's <laughs> yes. what everything is. Like taking in smoke. And you breathe and like, so I just, I stopped smoking weeds. And so now I like, I still, I like to smoke because I like the sensation of like, <gasps> and like having yeah. things happen inside of my body because I'm breathing in smoke. And so that like taking in something and then something happening in a place that you can't really see is just a, it's a really cool everything is sex to me so
1: it really is everything we create it comes from sex energy so when we talk about sex it's way bigger than the physical act and I love something you just said you said come and enter and transform and like every time you have sex with another partner you're transforming your energy in some
0: way Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
1: I don't know if I believe in, like, negative, positive, but it's
0: shifting. Something, every a, a mutation. Yeah, every, a mutation. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's just interesting. I, like, the, the idea of sex is just very fascinating to me and, like, how everyone speaks about it. And, like, even thinking, I was thinking about, like, rap music and how, like, in rap music they, they like, talk about it so much. And I'm like, I wonder if they are like people who are talking about it in these rap songs, like, are they experiencing sex the same way that I'm experiencing sex? It's just very interesting to me. It's like this. I don't know. It's art. Everything is art. Everything is sex. Cool. So, oh, sorry. Were you going to say something?
1: I'm like never going to let you go on to another question because I like, <laughs> I'm like so obsessed with this topic. But when you were talking about rap music and how rap music talks about sex a lot. Well, rap music also talks about money a lot. Mm-hmm. And money and sex are like power energies because they both can mm-hmm. create. Um, mm-hmm. And like, And some people don't see money as a form of creation, but I do. And I think like Growing up in poverty, I didn't know that I could create my own world because the only people who were like manifesting and creating their worlds were people who could afford to build their own business. You know, it takes money to make money or like afford to even be an artist or to go art school or take music classes. To be able to create took a lot of money. And I feel like, and this is just my opinion, but I feel like rap music is so fucking beautiful because it's people taking their power back. And
0: mm.
1: and our two, like, transactional forms of power are sex and money. So yeah. in rap music, they're kind of, like, owning and stepping into that power. And it's mm, it primarily okay. people who've had their power fucked with in our culture take it back through
0: rap. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, well, through, through chanting, through creation, through art, yeah. through yeah. song, yeah, transmission, yeah, cool. but yeah, specifically
1: with rap, it was just healing for me because it is like so rap mantra-ish, like repetitive mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. and yeah, I love it, and I I loved working at the strip club. And they went through a phase of the strip club where they wouldn't allow people to play rap because they associated. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's probably connected um, in some deep racist shit as well, but they considered like rap connected to violence. But when we would play rap, you would notice that people's sexual got turned up yeah. you know like the beat the rhythm and i think there is this like beautiful power in like stepping into like sexuality in an overt way and i don't hmm. i don't see it as diminishing the divine feminine by people talking about like pussy and dick and like fucking no. i see no. it as like a beautiful mantra Art. yeah yeah
0: so, I, like, I love it. It's just sometimes I think... And I'm like, you guys, like, sex a lot. I'm like, that cool I mean, like, sex is cool, but, like... Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, 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 but like... The, the idea that like sex is so glorified in music made me think i'm like maybe there's something that i'm not understanding about what they're saying when they're talking about sex like they're they're probably talking about more than sex and i think the more that i unraveled about my idea about sex more i unraveled about what rap is actually talking about when they're talking about sex and like oh okay but yeah but cool so the next question and some of these questions we've already answered. So hopefully people who submitted questions, just listen to the podcast and your question I answered. One specific one is how do I release shame around masturbation?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a huge fan of masturbation mm. and practice makes perfect, but I would make sure you're in a, like, first ask yourself what part of masturbation are you ashamed of? Mm. Are you ashamed of just touching your own physical body Are you ashamed of receiving pleasure? Are you ashamed of having time alone to yourself? Is there something about giving yourself pleasure that doesn't feel correct to you? Do is there some self-worth stuff going on where you don't think you should take time out of your day to give it to yourself? Um, so those are just like really important questions to ask. First is like, where's the root of the shame coming from? Mm-hmm. And, and then do some healing around that, depending on what's showing up. Another thing is, I think uh, people are really scared of making noise when they masturbate. Um, Mm. I think people are afraid of Sort of like it's self I think we've been taught It's like self-indulgent To pleasure ourselves Mm. (laughs) Or like Like we should be focusing On something else So I think um, Making like a noise machine Or turning music up So you feel like you can be As loud as you want Or you can rock the bed Or make some creaks Playing with your own breath And you're then moaning. So moaning is a release of of feeling, of built-up feeling. So we moan when we suffer and we moan when we're in pleasure. And sometimes just when something feels good, when you are touching yourself, letting out a breath or a sigh or a moan can just... um, intuitively organically help release the tension in your body so if you if you can't masturbate i would assume that there's a lot of like muscle tension happening and distraction so i would use like essential oils like yangling any flowers like lavender chamomile sage in an essential oil diffuser have a sound machine on or music. Close the door. Music can be sometimes distracting with lyrics. Um, close the door and then just practice being loud. Um, yeah, sh- being loud can rid our nervous system of shame.
0: Yes, I love being loud. I love being loud on purpose. I love being heard. I want. Yeah. More <laughs> yes, it makes me laugh because I'm like. I don't know. I think because I'm like, I know people have people have sex. Like, why are we like you? You should hear me having a great time, which is, I guess, the same way that I feel about like posting even on Instagram when I'm having a great time. I'm like, yeah, I'm having a fantastic time listen and i think that like i definitely feel like it's linked to the idea that we shouldn't be experiencing pleasure and that there's something wrong with having a good time and i understand that because in the climate it's not the climate that we live in in all ages and all times there's suffering and it feels like when we are not suffering that Something wrong is happening, and that's obvious. Like, it's just not, it's not true. And so, I think the more that we express, what is the opposite of suffering? What word is that? I guess enjoyment, indulgence, pleasure, whatever. I guess yeah. if the more we like put that out into the world, the more people can see, like, hey, hold on, wait, maybe, maybe being a human is not suffering. Like, maybe being a human is actually pleasure. And it's funny because I'm thinking about, like, my life experience and, like, I think my role on the planet partially is to tell people that, like, you can also, like, have mostly a good time here. And it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people that I follow in spirituality, they talk a lot about their suffering and they're like, yeah, like, it's not easy, guys. Like, it's not, it's hard. And I'm like, what if it's not? Like, and I feel like that's part part of my job on the planet is for people to hear me moaning about being alive, being like, this is delicious. Like, this is this is great. I'm having an amazing time. So I guess celebrate the fact that you're able to experience pleasure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate the fact that you're able to experience pleasure. But um, I think suffering Suffering and sex is very close to pleasure and sex. Like mm-hmm. what it, what happens mm-hmm. in your brain, what happens with our muscles. So even if you're in a space right now where you feel like you can't just receive pleasure for whatever reason that is, sometimes we can take our suffering to the bedroom too. And what I mean by that is like, mm. if, if you have fear and pain around sex you can use your fear as a fantasy. Uh, um, Mm. And what I mean by that is like, if you were sexually abused in a way, oftentimes people who are sexually abused have some sort of like molestation or rape fantasies. And some are too embarrassed to say that because it sounds kind of fucked up, but Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a spell, like it's magic in itself because you're transmuting you can transmute the suffering in sex yeah you can go in and like go so deep into the wound of your own suffering and pleasure yourself and i think it's a way we can empower ourselves yeah there's times this is weird and too uh Whatever. There's times (laughs) where like (laughs) I, I've like cried and like been in my own despair and I like go masturbate and like put music on and just like masturbate like through it. And I think it's just a way of transmuting the suffering. There was one point where I felt like really fucked up around the masculine because I had been abused by masculine and I called my friend and I was just like telling him how I've been abused by masculine and I trusted him and we just like sat and stared at each other for a while and then he just like was like I'm sorry they hurt you can I just like love your body right now and I was just like yes and he slowly like loved my body and I allowed him to and in that there was a trans muting of my own suffering not that like sex heals anything but i think in the times we're suffering we need the birth sex creation energy more than ever yeah and you'll notice when there are like huge pandemics or things awry in the world the birth rate does go up i think it's our (laughs) animalistic natural nature to like fuck the pain away
0: hmm that makes a lot of sense and i feel like it's also a reminder of <laughs> what our bodies are because like wh- like when i'm thinking when i'm having sex something that i think about often is i'm like this body was built for pleasure like it was like yeah it literally has all these little points that when you touch them feel nice <laughs> yeah what like i guess to me i'm like this is a machine it's also divine and it's God, but I'm like, it's designed to enjoy sensations. And also some of the sensations we can question. That was like, there'd be times where, like I kind of want it to like hurt for a second just to see. And then my brain takes the sensation of like hurt and it's like, does it hurt? And then I'm like, no, it's just a different type of pleasure. And like, it's, and, yeah. yeah, I guess my, my body feels, and I maybe mean, this, this is also my body. So I don't know how it feels in other people's bodies, but it feels like a machine designed to experience pleasure is, is what it is. And I feel like during those times where suffering is happening out in the reality it's like okay but look you have this you're living in a machine that can enjoy itself like you're like just touch yourself like try that because it feels nice almost yeah. all the time like there's nerve endings that will like do things totally yeah but that's also my experience and i know everyone because i also have this thing that like when i touch my boobs for too long i feel disgust and it is i'm not really sure why i i I don't really question it either. I'm okay with the fact that if, like, sometimes I feel disgust about it because sometimes I don't, but I feel like the fact that I can feel these sensations is fascinating and a gift. And it's like art on its own, having the experience of sensations. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you about like, what is the disgust? Like when you say disgust, what do you mean by that?
0: it feels like um, like sometimes (laughs) but it's not anything in particular it's just it's almost it's almost like when you like when you come and you don't want to touch anymore Mm. I think it's just like my boobs are really sensitive I think and if I do too much then it's like don't do that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah
1: that makes sense that makes a lot of sense to me and the chest breast area um, has a lot of like our meridians in it and our lymph nodes we have a lot of lymph nodes in the sides of our like armpits and breasts so literally there's like a lot of drainage happening that keeps our whole immune system functioning and so sometimes it can feel like oh when you're massaging your boobs because you're like literally
0: feeling like toxins drain out of you. That makes so much sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. That's probably what's happening with my body's like, there's stuff that needs to yeah, be moved. But our, our-
1: Sorry boobs just can hold so much energy in chest so even just like massaging them rubbing them slowly massaging your partner's breasts or chest before no matter their gender before having sex it just like it it becomes such a huge muscle release for the rest of the body so if there's a lot of like tension or fear you can just like rub the chest and it'll help the rest of the body relax
0: yeah sometimes I like tuck my hand in my bra like if I'm like not comfortable and I just put my like I just hold my boob and I'm like
1: (sighs) okay no I do that too and sometimes I'm like oh my god I'm totally doing this at the grocery store
0: right now this is so weird (laughs) I forget I'm doing it I'm like I'm in public yeah but you can cap you cannot hold your boobs right now I'm like oh okay cool let's see let's grab another one Okay, what's your experience or advice about manifesting when orgasming?
1: Yeah, I think um, making sure like the vibration is united between you and your partner beforehand. So if you're doing Mm -hmm. it with a partner, making sure the vibration is united before you actually start the act of sex. And that can be just sitting with each other, looking into Mm -hmm. each other's eyes. I find that we're not even silent with our partners very often it's Mm -hmm. hard to sink each other into each other's vibration um before fucking because we don't even allow like distraction to not get in like so like cut out stimulation like crazy lights Mm -hmm. or your phone and like breathe together, look at each other in each other's eyes, and then communicate about what you want to manifest. Mm. Because the more energy going into the manifestation, the Mm -hmm. more power is going on behind it. And And then envision the feeling of what you're manifesting. So like if you're trying to manifest a trip to Barbados, like both of you sit and look at each other and close your eyes and envision what would it feel like being in Barbados? The Mm -hmm. sun on your skin, getting more vitamin D, more laughter. Um, looking beautiful in a swimsuit, whatever you want to manifest while you're there, feel it in your body before you even start fucking. Mm-hmm. And then go into like love the that. act of sex with the feeling that you're in Barbados already.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. I agree. I don't know anything about manifesting while organ- orgasming. So I'm gonna go with what you said. And I feel yeah, like you can also do that all by yourself too. Yeah. And I, I feel like just the, the level of energy that's involved in having sex is like why it works is because like, that's a lot of energy. Like there's, there's a lot going on. And so like, that's a, that's perfect. Like ripeness to set an intention. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I think also like just knowing that it's about, I guess, the amount of energy that you're willing to put into a thing, that's why it works, at least from my understanding, just because like it's not something that I consciously think about manifesting to yeah. like in that way. Totally. Yeah.
1: Our our sexual our sex fluids, so like our sperm or whatever our sex fluids are, even saliva, they're carrying our magic within it. So like, even if you're just masturbating by yourself and you come, you can take fluids from your body and drape it on a manifestation candle, put the intention of what you want to manifest and then light it. And that's, that's like that your sexual fluids can literally create humans. They can create anything. So it's just where you're putting your intention. There's something I want to talk about.
0: Yeah. Um that now that you said that and this Sorry, like my, my entire core is sweating generator things. Hold on, let me take my shirt off. Yeah, when I get like super hype, everything's hot. Um I love that. But, so now that you're talking about fluids and creating the human and how the intention is going into the fluids, I I think my friend and I, we both talked about this, and I think that we really decide when we get prego. And I feel like I And like, I, I, obviously my partner's like, I don't believe that we have to be careful. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because you have your beliefs, but like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I decide when I get pregnant and I can like, it's almost like I had to set the, I had to like put the pregnancy juice on to like (laughs) be pregnant. And my friend, we talked about this because she experienced pregnancy but she like knew it was like she knew but didn't know and then she experienced the miscarriage and I guess trigger warning miscarriage but then she also knew that that was coming like she was like I don't know if I feel safe and so she was like let's and like and I feel like the intention we have to like set the intention in the fluids and then the fluids can do the thing
1: yeah yeah and setting the intention um way before you go to the act of sex so if you yeah. like intention it's to get pregnant like really talking with your fluids beforehand yeah for, um yeah and like really knowing when you're ovulating we can know and feel when we're ovulating and have a connection to that through our pituitary gland which is our third eye which controls our ovulation which I think is so wild and I'm a firm believer in talking to spirits on the other side before they even come through your Mm -hmm. vessel so like forming the connection with the the baby entity out there and then deciding like can I be your mom yeah (laughs) step into this role for you like how do we feel together and integrating that energy before even like stepping into the idea of giving birth and and miscarriage is so fucking hard but I believe even after having a miscarriage, you can still like communicate with that spirit and call them back in or decide I'll see you on another dimension and call in a different spirit. But I think, I think through communication and sex is so much communication, communication with our own bodies, ourselves, our fluids. Like if we don't feel safe, it's really hard to get wet. Mm-hmm. If we don't feel safe, our body is way tighter, and sex is the energy of of opening up of
0: being mm-hmm. loose mm-hmm. yeah my um uh, with my current partner, the way that I get wet is completely different uh, it's it, like it's it's creamy, and I was like, is that supposed to happen like is that yeah. like i'm like am I is this a bad thing um well,
1: creamy is usually a, can be a sign of ovulation. So yeah, when I think my have, body
0: just really wants to one day have his child. <laughs> totally,
1: and our bodies, <laughs> like, listen to your body because, <laughs> it, like, if you're with um some some dick that is affecting your pH, or if you're with a partner and you're noticing your parts aren't working the same, where. Mm-hmm you're paying attention, communi- yeah, Pay it's attention. Communicating. and i'm not going to say like if you are with a partner and you got like uh your ph messed up at the beginning of the relationship that doesn't mean you're not supposed to be together but there's something going on in the yes. communication
0: there. yes and all it is is paying attention like it's, it doesn't yeah. mean that like they're bad or like something's like wrong necessarily but like you might be uncomfortable and right. it's a good time to, in, to address the discomfort. And like, I guess also fertility has been like a big thing for me because I learned that well, one, I was disgusted by the idea of pregnancy my entire life up until like two, two ish years ago. And then I found out I had cysts on my ovaries, which also felt like a manifestation of me of like the stagnation of my power. Mm-hmm. Um, And then after I found out about the cyst, I was like, oh my God, that means like, I'm not going to be able to have kids. And like, I felt that real, like this hopelessness and the hopelessness felt directly tied to my ability to manifest, like to my ability Mm. to create my reality. And I was like, wait, and like now I, I think I know now that I'm pretty good at manifesting or creating my reality. And now that I know that I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I decide when I get pregnant, I can like feel it in my bones, like that I'm the one who gets to decide. And I feel like that sexual power. It's the same thing as like when I'm creating a good piece of art, for instance, sometimes I'll start making a piece of art and I'm like, this is not gonna, this isn't gonna work. Like there's this like (laughs) hopelessness that like pops up. Like this is really bad. And then there's some point during the art where I'm like, okay, so we can stop or we can decide that this is going to be insane. Like it's going to be beautiful. Like you can, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, it's up to me whether or not the art actually is good. I have to decide. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of our sexuality is tied to acknowledging our inherent power and our abilities as beings on this planet yeah i just went on this i don't even know if any of that made any sense or i loved all of it it felt <laughs> so good to me <laughs> like i just started bleh, no i love talking. it let's see i guess we have another question this one I, this one doesn't have to do with sex this one is how do you deal with feeling less than or feeling like an imposter and i feel like we both can talk about that from interesting perspectives
1: Yeah. Um, I feel less than all the time. And then I feel amazing afterwards. (laughs) So what I mean by that is like, I let myself be less than. And Mm -hmm. I think actually being less than is work is, is not as bad as the fear of being less than. Mm -hmm. So whatever the less than is, I just step into it. Like, I was on a podcast the other day and everyone was way more educated than I. Um, How I speak sometimes uh, is personally excruciating for me. And I'm and I try to not say like so much. And I was on this podcast and I did all of those things like too much and sounded very dumb. And I was like, I don't deserve this. Why? I'm not good enough to be on podcasts. I'm not good enough. And then I'm just like, okay, I'm not good enough. Or I'm not as good as these people. What if that's the reality? What if they are way smarter than me? Okay, (laughs) did that okay, cool. I got to talk to people who were smarter than me. And then it was, it was pretty fun. Honestly, I laughed a lot and I feel like they laughed at me, (laughs) but it still created like laughter. And so kind of the way I, sort of overcompensate sexually. I do in a lot of ways is like, there were times where I felt really fucking ugly and disgusting and I hated my body. And I felt like everyone was gonna try to have sex with me to get to my body, to take some power from me. And I was paranoid in it. So what did I do? I'm like, okay, people are trying to fuck with me because of my body and take from my body. And then I stepped into this energy of like, you want to just take from me? Here I am. Mm. And then I realized I regenerate. You can take from me and I still have energy. I can regenerate power, even if it's siphoned. And I regenerate from a place of knowing mm-hmm. power can't be con- really created or destroyed it's within us so I let myself experience the worst so that I realize like it's still not the worst I mean it is but the acceptance the surrender of it helps me move to another timeline
0: yes oh I love that I love that so much and like that's so good I don't think I have anything else to add to that nope cool so (laughs) other than the fact that I listened to myself say like so many times and I never noticed it and then I was just like oh you sound real dumb and then I'm like well (laughs) I kind of am so that's fine and I'm very much okay with I've learned to embrace the fact that like I'm not here to be as smart as I used to be like my intelligence has decreased so much (laughs) in the last like Five years, but I'm like, but I'm happier. So that's cool. I want to, uh, we'll ask, I think, one more, and then we'll go to your podcast after this. <laughs> this one, and I feel like you probably have a better handle on answering questions like this. But the question is I am trying to heal a loop and I can't seem to get out of it, and it's harming my kids when my mood fluctuates and monster mode hits that's all I can mirror back to them I hate myself like intensely god I love them so much please let there be a cheat code for getting out of this loop nothing sticks they say so I guess getting out of loops
1: yeah I think yeah I think with loops a lot of loops you'll notice um people get in like frustration loops Mm -hmm. or loops where they're really angry Or loops where they like fight with their partner. Um, We can even get in victim loops of I'm hurt. This person's a monster. Oftentimes, uh, loops are connected with I'm a monster or this person's a monster. And it's really searching for a monster outside of ourselves. Mm. And I think it's because there isn't homeostasis in the body. So what I mean by that is like. If we have an emotion that we're repressing or stuffing down, like if we feel frustrated with our kids or annoyed with our partner and there's no outlet for us to feel that pain or frustration or suffering, then we repress it and then it just bursts out of our body. And then we have to like ride the loop once it starts coming out of our body, once it shows its head, it's already taking the wheel. So I believe how we reprogram that is we don't repress the emotions. Mm -hmm. We if we feel frustrated or if you're a parent and you feel like monstrous sometimes or you just want to like scream at your kids or scream at your partner. Find time where you can take five minutes and you go scream outside Mm -hmm. sometimes people are like oh no I don't have anger I don't feel mad and then 20 minutes later they're screaming and flipping off someone in traffic but it's because they're so disconnected from the anger until the anger comes and rips the wheel Mm. so even if you don't feel feel angry you can go outside and be like hey anger and talk to the anger in your body and be like I'm sorry I've been pushing you down come out now and just go fucking scream or throw some rocks at a tree yeah or do a writing exercise where you just write down all of the things that make you angry or are you afraid that you're a monster are you afraid that you're bad surrender to the energy of being bad yes. let yourself be bad yes. in some areas just yes. like being an imposter of me being afraid I'm dumb just accepting like yes I am dumb mm-hmm. I don't have to be the smartest person to be able to be liked by some people yeah. and being comfortable with knowing that there will be hate too and all of it all of it is part of the game but we mm-hmm. have to make Space for the dark emotions or they'll take control and they'll loop yep. themselves out
0: yeah yep i knew you had the answer <laughs> and i love playing with
1: anger and sex too like mm. be angry at me while we fuck or and then play with love and just yeah. allowing us to experience different emotions during that time of intimacy can be healing for emotions overall
0: yeah. i 100% agree. And it, like linking anger to celebration is helpful. It's something that I do. I get very excited when I get angry. Cause I don't get, yeah. I don't get ang- now. I think because of how excited I get when I get angry, life's like, okay, we're just not going to give you that emotion very much because you uh, aren't having a problem with it. Okay. And so I think like, when you feel the anger reduce it to a sensation, like, what does being a monster mean? What does this like? What does it feel like when you're a monster? Like celebrate that sensation of being monstrous. That's the fact that you have the ability to be a monster. Whoa. Like.
1: Yeah. And are you giving yourself pleasure? That's what I would ask that person. Like, are you Mm. giving yourself sex? I know it wasn't a sex question, but are you receiving sexual pleasure because that can help us break out of loops. Are you allowing yourself to feel
0: all of the emotions? Yeah. Nice. I'm, yeah, that's that's interesting. The pleasure breaking out of loops thing makes sense. But cool. I think that is the last. There's so many questions here, but they we're going to wrap it up because it's a lot thank you so much for everything and your answers and I feel like the listeners are going to gain a lot of clarity from your ability to communicate so well and give practical guidance so thanks so much for talking to me and being with me during this time
1: Thank you. P. Thank you for everything you're creating. I love your art so much. I love your voice so much. And I love this bright sun that's been reflecting off of you into the camera. <laughs> i feel very thankful for talking to you.
0: Yay. Okay. Well, now we're going to go record for Lacey's podcast. And I'm excited to do that. Cool. Bye. Bye. Because I don't know how to have a podcast, I forgot to ask Lacey about her website and how to book with her. But Lacey offers these amazing readings. And If you guys know about projectors, when they truly, like when they look at you and tell you about yourself, it is life-changing. And I had a reading with Lacey and she ignited this fire in my body. And uh, I just, if you can't tell, I love her. Um, Book a reading with her. You can do that at laceyfree.com. Check out her offerings. Follow her on Instagram. At Lacey is free. Okay, bye. I love you.